In this week's episode of Sci-Fi Fans, find out those intriguing details you did not know about the Harry Potter franchise as I delve into Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, as well as Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Now, without any further ado, on with the show. Hi, and welcome back to Sci-Fi Fans, the podcast of movie trivia. Those of you that are familiar with the channel and the show will know that I'm talking about the Harry Potter franchise. I'm going from the first film all the way up to the eighth film. And this is part two of the, of the uh, series, so we're going to be talking about another two films. And they are The, um, the Prisoner of Azkaban as well as The Goblet of Fire. Starting off with the, uh, the budgets, as I usually do, the budget for The Prisoner of Azkaban was $130 million dollars. It also brought in a few new actors to the cast, with Gary Oldman playing the character of Sirius Black. Emma Watson, Rupert Grint and Daniel Radcliffe all return for their respective roles, as does Alan Rickman, Fiona Shawn and Maggie Smith, just to name a few members of this outstanding cast. The film went on to gross £797.7 million, dollars even, and that's an international worldwide gross. So just shy of $800 million. It was obviously filmed in the UK. And um, yeah, I think what I'll do now is I'll just jump into the film and give you some uh, trivia from it. Thank you very much. Hi and welcome back to Sci-Fi Fans. Now, if you are a returning viewer, thank you very much for your continued support. I really do appreciate it. If this is your first time here and you haven't done so already, would you consider subscribing to the channel, please? Because it will help me grow the channel, sends out positivity to YouTube, and um, it's something that you can do that doesn't cost a penny. Um, but it really would help the channel grow and, as I say, help me out a great deal. Thank you very much. Thank you in advance. So today I'm going to talk to you about the third film in the Harry Potter franchise, and that is The Prisoner of Azkaban. So in the next five or ten minutes, I'm going to run through a few trivia points from this film. Hope you enjoy, and uh, let's get on with it, shall we? Daniel Radcliffe is very passionate and fond of music, so much so that when Gary Oldman found out about this, he actually presented Daniel Radcliffe, Harry Potter himself, with his very own guitar. I think they got the cast in spot on with this film, in particular Tom Felton for Draco Malfoy, so much so that he was really sneaky. In fact, they had to sew up all the pockets on his robes so they would prevent him from sneaking food on set. As a creative person, I know what it's like when you are trying to generate a story or a film or a book. You do put a little bit of yourself into these, uh, into your creativity. With J.K. Rowling, however, not only did she use the Ford Anglia, because that's what she used with her friends uh, as uh, a symbol in the uh, film, but she also formed her the Dementors were all based on her experiences with depression and I think again that's quite a personal thing for somebody to put out there on public and the way that the Dementors are I think they certainly do definitely uh, portray depression in a very accurate way. How would you describe Sirius Black? Villain? Hero? Misunderstood character? Well if you could decipher all of the symbols that are on his wanted poster in the universe, they actually consider him to be more or less human. Quite damning for a character that was basically misunderstood and innocent, don't you think? 
At one point, filming had to be halted or postponed because the Hogwarts Express or the steam train that they used for the Hogwarts Express was vandalised. Thank you so much for checking out this episode of Sci-Fi Fans. Now, if you're listening to me on the podcast, please subscribe to the podcast, like and share, and uh, don't forget to spread the word. Now, if you're watching me here on YouTube, don't forget to do those same things and leave a comment in the box below. That will help me grow the channel and we can build a lovely science fiction based community. I am also on TikTok under sci-fi1, sci.fi1, and I produce daily videos on there with more movie trivia. Now, did you know I write science fiction books myself? My first book, Broken Ceasefire, is available on the Amazon bookstore, and I also have a second book called Xander's Salvation. Both titles are available in the Kindle Unlimited program. So, so far, if you're following me, if you're following me so far, Everything that I've mentioned will not cost you a single penny. Now, you can support the channel by buying a copy of my book and leaving an honest review on Amazon. That will help a great deal as well. So in the meantime, thank you very much for your continued support. I will leave a link to all of the ways that you can support me in the description below. And let's carry on with the episode. Thank you very much for listening or watching. Big studios are always chasing big profits. Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban, though, is the only film within the franchise that did not gross worldwide over $800 billion. So um, I don't know why that is, because it's not a bad film, I don't think. And uh, it certainly sets up some of the uh, aspects of the future in the franchise. So there you go. I think it's probably one of the lowest grossing Harry Potter films of all time, but it still made an incredible amount of money. Moving on to Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. Coming in with a budget of $150 million, it would go on to gross $896.8 million at the worldwide box office. So a pretty hefty return. And that's something that is kind of like a stable with these films, is their return on the, uh, the budget. Obviously, we see a few new faces and Robert Patterson coming in to play Cedric Diggory, although he doesn't last for the entire length of the film, which is a shame. Now, there is one or two things that you might not know about the character Cedric Diggory. Cedric Diggory. <laughs> it's a bit like um, Monty Python with Bickers Dickers, isn't it? <laughs> and if you've seen that film, you'll know what I'm talking about. Um, so, yeah, there's an interesting thing that I, which I'll tell you about with the character Cedric Diggory in a little bit later on in the podcast. The principal photography began in early 2004, with the film having its worldwide premiere on the 18th of November 2005. Now, within five days of its release, it had already earned over $100 million in the American box office. Now, that was the third highest weekend tally for a Harry Potter film at that time, of course. And that was behind Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. Well, it was, yeah, so it was there before Harry Potter and the Deathly Hallows. That when that was released, it kind of exceeded that amount. Anyway, um, here are some things that you might not know about Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire. And I hope you enjoy. Moving on to the trivia. Stan Falesky, a.k.a. Victor Crumb, only says a total of two lines totalling 20 words. The Goblet of Fire has some pretty good action scenes and some of those action scenes take place underwater. 
Unfortunately for Daniel Radcliffe though, after filming the underwater scenes, he went on to suffer two ear infections. Unfortunately, in the creative industry, piracy is rife. To a degree, I can understand why, because let's face it, going to the cinema is very expensive and it does put it out of reach of most people. However, I'm not saying that people, that you should pirate anything at all. In fact, I'm saying quite the opposite. But because of that threat of piracy, the film reels of Harry Potter and the Goblet of Fire were actually distributed to the cinema under a disguise and fake name. That name was Happy Days. Now, did you know Cedric Diggory, played by Robert Patterson, has a quite an integral part. However, that particular character could have had a very different feel to it had Henry Cavell been awarded the role instead. Henry Cavell auditioned for the role, but was obviously turned down in, instead and they went for uh, Robert Patterson. The world building within Hogwarts and the Harry Potter universe is quite detailed and we're quite often sent to different locations, whether they be in the Muggle universe or the Wizarding world. However, for the uh, Goblet of Fire, this film is set purely and entirely within the Wizarding world. That's it for this episode of Sci-Fi Fans, the podcast of movie trivia. Please do check out the uh, links to my other social media platforms where hopefully you won't be disappointed. And why not check out my book, as I mentioned, on the Amazon bookstore. In the meantime, I hope you take care of yourselves and I'll be back next week with part three of the Harry Potter universe where we will be discussing the next two movies in the franchise. Thanks again for your time and I'll be back then. See you soon. Bye.